everyone, and welcome to Broadcast is Love. This is a podcast where we talk about what life looks like when we decrease our name and increase God's name. And today we have on the ultimate encourager. So if you're coming here, like looking to be refreshed, this is the time. Tracy Smoke is on. She's a mom. She loves Jesus. And she's one who is for her community. She's in like Placid, Florida. And she is someone who, when you meet, like, you know, she's got the light of Christ in her and you just want a piece of that. Like you just want whatever God is doing in her. You want that to be inside of you. So Tracy is someone who we've wanted to have on the podcast for a long time and finally just got the courage to ask her, Hey, will you come on? So Tracy, how are you today? Well, I'm humbled by your sweet words, but I am doing wonderful. Um, having a good morning and excited to be here. I really am Ricky excited about it. Awesome. And you know, our last question as always, what scripture is helping you out in this season? So I'm just looking forward to that question coming up. But before we started talking, uh, before we started recording, we were talking about God's timing. And there is so much scripture about God's timing, about waiting for an appointed time, um, that he will renew our strength. And I just wanted to ask you about God's timing and just to give us your wisdom on that. I know it's a big question, but we were talking about for everything, there is a season and Ecclesiastes 3.1 says for everything, there is a season and a time for every matter under heaven. And I just want to know what that means to you because it is true. Like there is a season for everything, but I want to know what you think about seasons. Oh, Ricky, it's so neat because God is always so cool. Um, and he always just puts this together and you and I have had a little trouble connecting with our timing and sick kids and schedules. And, um, and we've always, we came to the, the conclusion that God's timing is always best. And as I was planning and when I plan, I just spiritually prepare. Um, and the word that kept coming to my mind was transition. Mm -hmm. And, um, I think that goes right in to um, the talking about the seasons that we are called to do different things. And I am definitely in a season of transition right now. Um, And timing for all things is of him. I will share a quick story. Uh, Two years ago, um, I had a definite big transition in my life. I was um, steadily going along, living life, Um, had a little gift shop with um, a couple of friends and, and family members and started helping uh, a local school, Christian school that my own children went to, um, sweet little school called Lakeview Christian School. And it was just going through a little season of turmoil. Yeah. And so I stepped in to just try to help bring some truth and light um, and a communication on all sides. And lo and behold, God called me in the middle of the night uh, to step in and take on the role of administrator for oh. the school. So mm-hmm. talk about a, a transition um, going from working and running, helping run the Blueberry Patch, a little gift shop here in town, mm-hmm. um, and all of a sudden literally being called in the middle of the night. And that's not my norm. Uh, I'm not, not, you know, so spiritually close to Jesus that he often speaks to me then in the middle of the night. But I'm just a normal everyday gal, but had been really trying to seek his wisdom in um, continuing his ministry of Lakeview. 
And, you know, my own children had gone to Lakeview and had been so loved on. And it's a huge part of their faith development. And I did not want to see that go away. Um, And so it was it was really important to me and close to my heart. But then it was a shocker when God said, hey, Trace, (laughs) why don't you take this? You know, why don't you think about this? And I knew without a doubt that it was his timing and his calling. Mm -hmm. Um, But it was a huge sacrifice for my family. Um, I'm a single mom of three kiddos and it's been um, all in. It's, uh, you know, 50 hour a week job and weekends and nighttime and, um, and so they've supported me through that. And these two years at Lakeview have been challenging and trying, but oh my goodness, have they grown me. And God has been leading that so beautifully. And he's brought healing to this school. He's brought, um, I think, a renewed mission, because um, oftentimes we do something for so long and we we tend to let that mission we just forget the the simpleness of the mission of spreading his love yeah keep it simple I mean keep it simple is something that we say around our house all the time especially with two young ones but like when life is simpler it's better (laughs) so that's so funny that you say that because we've literally been saying kiss it around the house all the time because it's like keep it simple exactly (laughs) yes like please lord clear the distractions and keep it simple God doesn't want us to be so anxious and full of turmoil and craziness and I know that's the world we live in right now but we have to be intentional about keeping it simple and I think that's what um, we got back to our roots at Lakeview and so these two years anyway have been challenging, but have grown me so much, have renewed my, um, my faith in that this was a job that I couldn't do without him. And, um, there was such a peace about it when I said, Hey kiddos, I think God's calling me to do this. And there's so many things that, you know, as a mama, we juggle, um, and as a single mom, even more so, right. And a business owner and, and involved in a foundation here locally for my late husband. And, you know, there was just lots of hats that I juggled. Right. And I didn't know how it would all work out, but I knew it would because God had called me and he would not call me unless he had a plan for taking care of all of those hats. And he did. That's where I didn't know how it would happen, but I had complete peace that it would. And it did. Um, God took care of everything. He took care of my kids. Um, They took care of my household. My, you know, my middle son stepped up and started cooking a whole lot more. And, you know, just all of those daily tasks that sound so simple, but can get complicated to get it all done. Yes. Um, he, he truly took care of it. How old are your kiddos? So my oldest is, I'm fixing to show my age. My oldest is 21. He's at the <laughs> University of Florida. And so he's, go Gators, amen. Um, <laughs> and so he is, uh, you know, he hasn't been at home um, right, right. last year. Um, and then my middle son is 18 and he yeah. just graduated high school. Uh, another transitional period. And then my daughter, uh, Ellie is 14 and she just finished eighth grade. So she's going into high school. So we're truly all in a, a period of transition right now at my house and gave my oldest is back home from college. So 
you know, let the crazy chaos begin and continue. So fun. Well, and I think the thing that we can't gloss over is that these are big organizations that you're a part of. Like the local business that you have is a big business. I mean, people know about the blueberry patch. I mean, in Sebring, I mean, I know farther than Sebring, but where I'm from Sebring, it's the blueberry patch is a big deal. I mean, it's a big store for Highlands County. And then describe the foundation to me. So it is the Mason G. Smoke Foundation. Okay. It was created, gosh, probably about 12 years ago. It was formed uh, when my husband passed away. Yeah. Um, and I'll spend just a little bit of time on that because it has been, a, of course, a pivotal um, moment in my life right. um, where we were trucking along. Life was really good. Um, we had a, a really strong marriage, uh, not without you know, I hate to say that and make it sound like it was wonderful. It, it was, we both had a mutual desire to make it the best marriage we could. And we did. Um, and we were best friends. Um, and so we just were enjoying our life of three little babies. Um, and life changed in an instant. And I, um, got the news that, Uh, My sweet Mason had passed away in an airplane crash. Mm -hmm. And it's that moment you just cannot even fathom. Um, You know, we all, I I think if we're honest, we all imagine that. What if, you know, what would I do? And um, to have it actually happen was um, just, it sucked, you know, sucked the air out of me. Um, But I'll tell you what. and God provided family and friends around me immediately um, because I was not home when I got the news, but I had our three kids. Um, and just once again, God's provisions, but someone, some of my friends took my kids. Um, our youngest was 16 months old. Mm-hmm. Um, so she was a baby and our oldest was seven years old at the time. And a friend was there and said, let me just take the kids. And they didn't even know about it right away. Mm -hmm. And so another friend drove me back to Lake Placid. And I say all those details because on my way back, I was not able to even find words. I was, you know, just guttural, uh, literally. And God came in to my soul in a way that, I really don't have words to describe because it was a piece that passes all understanding. Um, And again, I didn't know how, but I knew it was going to be okay. And so that um, changed our life immensely. Um, It changed the direction of our life. It changed the priorities of our life. Um, And God continued to be faithful to us. Um, His mercies are new every morning and we got through every night and we felt renewed in the mornings. And um, we have a much stronger faith because um, we know how faithful he is, even in the unimaginable, unimaginable. And um, to me, that was my unimaginable um, losing my, my partner in life. And, um, our kids have done great. Um, you know, not without major heartache and questioning, um, and anger and frustration, which is all okay and good. Um, but shortly after Mason passed, um, I knew I needed to do something to fill my time a little bit more as well. And the blueberry patch, the local gift shop, 
um, which had been a staple in our town for years. I think it was um, Susan Royce began it in 1985. Right. And so, um, she had decided she was ready to sell it because she needed to help take care of her family and her mom and dad. And so I thought, you know what? Wow, this is perfect timing. It's something that gets me out and about in the community, um, lets me see people. My kids can come um, and be a part of it, you know, in the back room or out front too and help us put stuff away. And, um, and again, God's timing is amazing because yeah. it was probably six months after Mason passed away that this opportunity opportunity came to be. And um, I don't think it was coincidental. I think God knew that I needed um, something new and um, a way to, to be a part of the community in a, in a different fashion than I had been before. And so um, I talked to actually two of Mason's cousins and, uh, we said, Hey, why not? Let's do it. Yeah. And so we, we bought the blueberry patch and I we, love it. Uh, <laughs> yes. so we've had so much fun with that. Um, and we, it's grown, uh, we've changed locations and it just continues to thrive and be a place we hear laughter. Um, yeah. we try to have things in there that are just, um, help create special moments and times while they're in the store. Um, yes. It's such a good place. Like while you were talking, I was thinking of Ecclesiastes 311, where it talks about he made everything beautiful in its time. And like that store is such a good place. It's where I've bought all my Christmas presents for several years of like waiting to the last minute. It's like, oh my gosh, I hope the blueberry patch has something and just like grabbing things. It's like, it's, I don't usually spend this much money when I go shopping, but this is literally Christmas. I mean, you guys have everything and you guys support local. So it's like supporting local vendors and local artists. It's just such a beautiful place. I mean, man, God had to have something brewing in your heart when he was like, this door is opening to you. Like, I bet you were just seeing it as a good thing as well, right? Oh, I was totally, I knew that I needed, um, something I knew that, um, you know, just being at home would, would just narrow my vision and narrow my, um, ability to just get out and be with people. And for my emotional health, I knew I needed that at this time. I knew I couldn't do it on my own either. And again, God just put um, the people there to, to join in partnership. And um, we've become a closer and closer as friends and family, um, Samantha and Kim and I. And that's been fun. My mom and sister come in there and help out. And right, right. it's just a family affair. We um, And again, I've, I haven't been a part of it the last two years, but I'm fixing to, to head back in there. Um, but it's just, it's good. And it's, I truly believe of God and his timing. Um, another really cool thing and talk about his timing, as I stated earlier, Susan Royce was the original owner. Um, and she, um, her mother had, she and her mother had started the store. It was her heart as well. She was excited to see, um, it being purchased by some, by people that would continue. It's the same vein that it was created under and, uh, the same love for it. So over the years, her family, her parents have both passed away and she came to us a couple of years ago and said, Hey y'all, I have a lot of time on my hands. 
I would love to, you know, just start working part-time if you all need, um, need someone. We're like, oh, of course, we would love to have you back in here. So here we are, you know, <laughs> everything, it turns around and comes back around, doesn't it? It's so um, good. Yes, it does. I have to ask you, because I feel like you can help us out with this. I want to learn from you with God's timing with this. So, you know, the scripture is always like, wait for the Lord, wait for the Lord. And I'm just going to read two verses in Lamentations 3, 25 through 26. It says, the Lord is good to those who wait for him, to the soul who seeks him. It is good that one should wait quietly for the salvation of the Lord. Okay. So waiting, waiting, waiting. We, and there's so many other verses about waiting. When you said earlier about the middle of the night, like God came to you at the middle of the night. I mean, you're waiting for the Lord, waiting for the Lord. And he comes to you in the middle of the night about this. I mean, how do you define how he got a hold of your heart? Because I've heard from so many, I mean, I even struggle with this. It's like, God, is this you? I hope this is you. Like, how do you define this is God interceding for a good thing? You know? Oh, what an excellent question. And I struggle with that so much, so much. And I will tell you, this is one of the times that I I usually, if I hear or feel an a pulling from the Holy Spirit, I question it. You know, is that me or is it God? What what is right. that? I want this to be of me. And am I getting in the way and my desires and this and that? But Ricky, I'll be honest with you. This was a time where I did not question it at all because um, I don't know why. I really don't. Um, Again, it just had to have been how strongly he was talking to me. I, I was just sleeping and I kept waking up and waking up and waking up. And I'm going, no, Lord, I I don't have, like, I can't even fathom taking this on because if you asked any of my family and friends, you know, life was was pretty busy two years ago. And how in the world could I even consider taking on a full-time, not just full-time, an incredibly full-time job and still continue to be mom and, and supporter and, and, you know, all of those hats we wear. And, but I will tell you, I think that's new how I knew it was of God because it was, it was nothing I would consider on my own. Mm-hmm. It was too big for me. It yes. was too big for Tracy. Um, but it was not too big for God. And I think that was one of the things that cemented in my mind. This has to be from him because this is not a Tracy desire. Um, I don't necessarily want to be more busy. (laughs) Right. Um, It's pretty busy right now. But when you just know that God is speaking into your soul and that, especially for a ministry that is so sincerely needed in our communities mm-hmm. um, these days, you know, reaching our children and their families for Jesus. Yes. Uh, our students and our kids in this world get so many mixed messages. And I could not see letting mixed messages of the world and the adult world tear apart this beautiful ministry for these kiddos. Right. Um, and that is huge to me. Um, but once again, I knew it could not be of Tracy because I couldn't do it on my own. Right. It had him. Well, and I want to know too, with you just saying like kids get so many mixed messages. Is there anything that God has shown you over the last two years that you would just like to share to encourage parents or teachers, you know, educators, 
administrators, just anybody listening, like kids are getting so many mixed messages and you are a gifted encourager. Is there anything that you could say to just encourage us in this time? Um, just something that God has shown you from being an administrator? You know, I keep going back. Lakeview has been um, in existence, uh, once again, since 1985. That uh, year just came to be with the Blueberry Patch as well. I just realized <laughs> those are the same years. But That's great. Um, and one of the things that I love about Lakeview is it is strong in tradition. Mm-hmm. And it has, doesn't just pick the great, the newest um, academic trend and this and that, and let's run with it and go with it. It sticks to the study and what it knows. And I think as parents, that's what we do. Um, we have to stick to what we know, stick to biblical raising our children. Mm-hmm. They're going to mess up just like we're going to mess up. Right, right. Give, them ba- give them boundaries, um, but give them boundaries with love and grace. And, um, it just is pretty darn simple, not easy <laughs> to right. raise kids, but it's simple. Um, I, I go back to James Dobson, you know, set those boundaries, set them firm, um, and love them through it. And I think yes. children you need boundaries, just like as adults we do. Um, and that's what the Bible gives us. So our job is just to be that, um, that bridge between the Bible and our kids and helping them learn to run to him. Yeah. Set them firm, set them firm. I mean, um, Got it. the lady who runs our son's daycare, what I, you know, reached out to her and I'm like, man, I'm just like really struggling with our uh, oldest one. He's two. Okay. So he's, you know, just starting life, but she texted me the scripture Proverbs nineteen twenty three, And it says the fear of the Lord leads to life and whoever has it rest satisfied. He will not be visited by evil. And I'm still mm-hmm. trying to like understand what that means because I know that I need to discipline my children according to God's word and like what he once for not only us, but also for our children. And she, I don't know, she texted me that and she's really big about having boundaries and showing grace. Like you said, keeping it simple Mm -hmm. with love and grace. And that is her same heartbeat. And Mm -hmm. with just Proverbs 19, 23, maybe you can help me out with this. Like the fear of the Lord leads to life and whoever has it rests satisfied. He will not be visited by evil. Just what do you think about that with boundaries? I personally struggle with that word fear. And I, that's a personal thing. It's not that I question whether that should be in the Bible or not at all. I, we do have to have a healthy fear of consequences. And I think having a fear of the Lord is important. Um, and, and balancing that with the love of Christ. Yeah. Um, and I've always parented in a style. And then also one of my jobs here as administrator was disciplining um, students. And so understanding why, why is this child acting this way? Are they tired? Are they, um, you know, when they get to be middle schoolers, are they just trying to, um, you know, buck authority a little bit? And that's okay too. We have to expect that they're going to do things, not make them feel like they're awful people, but their choice was bad. And when we make a bad choice up, oh, there's a quick discipline and then you're done. Get, you know, make it smooth and make it easy. Um, and I think God's grace is 
so much bigger than his wrath. And I, I, I tend to probably, um, lean to the side of grace, not without consequences. Right. Um, cause I think that's very important, but talking and talking and talking with my kiddos about why they made the choices they did. And as they get older, that's not so easy with a two-year-old, of course, but as they get older, <laughs> yeah. helping them understand, Oh my goodness, why did I do that? Yeah. Right. And, yes. Did I, I do it for attention? <laughs> did I do it for like, what was, yeah. What is the reason that I'm really glad that you said the why, because even in ourselves, I think it's important to ask that, like, why did we say that in conversation? Why did, what was the root of, of that action? You know, I don't know. I just, God's grace is so much bigger. And even, you know, if, if I run across someone and, and they're a little prickly or they, you know, yeah. scowl at me for holding the door or whatever, you know, instead of thinking, oh my goodness, how awful. Yeah. Think, oh, well, why, why are they having a bad day? I need why? to pray for them. You That's know, good. maybe they need yeah. an extra smile. Um, and again, God's grace, just, I want people to have that for me when I'm having an off day too. <laughs> I try to remind myself. Yes. I could talk to you for hours. I mean, like, I just want to even, there's, I have to ask you what your favorite Bible verse is this season, because like we're running out of time, but I just want, like when you were talking about earlier about God is able to do so much more than we ask or imagine. I just want people to know Ephesians 3, 20 through 21. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine according to his power that is at work within us to him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. Like that needed to be said because earlier you were talking about like, he has done so much more with this or that or whatever. And like that he, his word, like that's factual. Yes. Cause he's able to do immeasurably more than we ask according to his power that's at work within us. And you've allowed Christ to work in you. Like you are just like willing to let the Holy spirit lead you. And so from that, you've had these blessings that you can't even think about, like God just does it and he gets all the glory for it. So, uh, I just wanted to say that before I ask you the last question, because his love and grace is a reflection in your life. And so that's a blessing to me to just see you and look up to you, Tracy, as a leader in Highlands County and beyond and what you're doing with the foundation and with the blueberry patch. And as an administrator, like God has you in such a good place. And I'm so grateful to be able to look up to you in that way. So, um, just what's a scripture that's helping you out in this season? I'm so glad you asked. All right. I was going back and forth between two and, and I'm going to go back to truly my life verse. Um, and, and my, the first one I was thinking about was just being steadfast in him. And I'll, I'll just talk about that really quick. Actually, let me read it because I don't want it to be my words. Isaiah 26, three, you will keep in perfect peace him whose mind is steadfast because Mm. he trusts in you. And I think that is our job in daily life to be steadfast and intentional in what is God's plan for me today when life falls apart, when my scheduling doesn't work out, when this and that and that and this, big or little, not just keep rolling with it and, and keep the keep going with rolling with the punches. But God, what is your plan in this? What is your intention in this for me? What is your purpose? Um, and then my life verse that has become, I go to it all the time. It's Isaiah 61, three, 
the last little bit, um, they will be called oaks of righteousness, mm. a planting of the Lord for, and this is the part for the display of his splendor. And that is in my tiny little vision of this world. That is what we are here for, for people to look at our lives, look at uh, our jobs, look at our parenting um, and not judge, but to look and say, there's something about that person and their interactions and the spirit that flows out of them that's different. And we are to be mighty and we're to be leaders for the display of his glory. And what I absolutely love about this verse is if you go back to verses one through three, it talks about Jesus. The spirit of the sovereign Lord is on me. It's on Jesus. And God has sent Jesus to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for the captives freedom, my friends, and release from darkness for the prisoners to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn, to provide for those who grieve in Zion, to bestow on them a crown of beauty instead of ashes, the oil of gladness instead of mourning, and a garment of praise instead of despair. They will be called oaks of righteousness, a planting of the Lord for the display of his splendor. So it's not just about us being strong oaks and having to have this splendorous display. It's because of Jesus in our lives that we're able to do that. And those words are strong. Um, You know, a crown of beauty instead of ashes, oil of gladness instead of mourning. And we are going to go through times that take our breath away. Um, we're going to run into situations daily that make us alter courses, big or little. Mm-hmm. And but Jesus has come before us. Jesus is the steadfast, never changing, all encompassing, always faithful, oh. constant in our lives. No matter how big or little life changes and throws <laughs> throws at us, mm-hmm. that never changes. And that's pretty simple. Um, and in all those unsimple ways that he defeated the grave, that's not simple, but, um, where our strength come from, comes from, that's pretty simple. Yes. It comes from Jesus. Yes. I want to know what, when you said the word freedom, you said to proclaim freedom for the captives, like Mm -hmm. just reminding us that we're free. Cause does it maybe, I don't know if you struggle with this, but sometimes do you ever have to remind yourself like, oh yeah, I'm free. Like I'm yes. free. Isn't that weird? It is. And I do think, and, and I hate to be negative about our world, but our world makes us feel captive to right? all these negatives and all these things. And no, we have a conqueror that came before that and yes. has defeated that. And we've got to proclaim that freedom too. Yes. 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 Like we are free. We are free indeed. It's so Riley and I were talking about that the other day. I'm like, do you ever think, oh yeah, that's right. I'm free. Like I can go to the store if I want to. <laughs> so right, right. weird. Like, <laughs> yes, Lord, you have made us free, free indeed. Thank you. Okay. So thank you free for just indeed. Like, <laughs> understanding. I'm sure maybe somebody out there listening is like, yes, I've had that thought before. Like I am free. <laughs> so, oh my goodness, Tracy, you are just a light. You are a light. And 
thank you so much for seeking Jesus first and just talking about him so boldly because this world just wants us to put Jesus away. And we're like, no, we're not going to stop. We're not going to stop. Like we are not backing down. God is for us. He is not against us. And whoever wants us to stop, like he's for you too. Like he's not against you too. And so just thank you for being led of the Lord and whatever you're doing. And as the seasons change for you, we're just praying for your career and for your family and for the foundation and for your business. And we just know that God is the head of all of those you're working for the Lord. So thank you for doing that. Um, is there anything else you want to say? Wow. I, you know, I think Ricky, your podcast here is an example of stepping out and doing that too. And we, no matter how big, how much life we've lived, how great or terrible or this or that it's been, God has been present in all of our lives and his timing continues to um, be right there at our feet. Um, and just if we humble ourselves and open up our hearts and just are intentional about seeking his will and everything, he will open doors um, in his time, yeah. in his time to make it happen. And he'll set you out on a course that you have never dreamed of Hence, my, um, last two years. Um, and, and my time here as administrator is, is over. Um, that was a big decision for me too. Um, and took a lot of faith to say, God, you put me here now I'm, you know, wanting to leave. Um, but God, and this is another whole podcast, but um, provided mm -hmm. an amazing new uh, lady to step in here and do this. She wasn't here two years ago. Once again, God's timing um, and step out and do yeah. what he's calling you to doesn't mean it's a life sentence or a, a, a forever thing, but do it for his time. Yes. Yeah. We're not a slave to time. Like he's got no. the timing. Yes. Oh, thank you, Tracy. Yes. Um, at the end of every podcast, we always pray, Lord, decrease us and increase you in Jesus name. I pray. Amen. 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 Hey, this is Dustin, one of the pastors at Grace Bible Church in Sebring, Florida. Thanks for tuning in to listen to Broadcast His Love with Ricky Van Stewart. I hope you will also consider joining us on our podcast as well. Our hope is to encourage you, inspire you, and compel you towards a closer walk with Jesus and one another. You can find us on every platform where podcasts are offered by simply searching for Grace Bible Church Sebring. Again, this is Pastor Dustin, and I hope to get to connect with you very soon. Hey, this is Mark Stockland, pastor and CEO for Haiti Bible Mission in Jeremy, Haiti. If you'd like to follow along with what we're doing in Jeremy, Haiti, you can check us out at HaitiBibleMission.org. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram. We'd love to get you guys connected with what we're doing in Jeremy, Haiti, and how you can partner with us to live the difference, to help empower leaders to transform communities. God bless you guys, and have a great day. Hi, y'all. This is Nan Charland, the owner of the Laurel Oak Inn Bed and Breakfast in Gainesville, Florida. You can find the Laurel Oak Inn on the internet at laureloakinn.com or Facebook and Instagram, Laurel Oak Inn. Until we meet you in person, we certainly hope you're enjoying life to its fullest. <laughs>